Well, hey, good morning. It's uh, Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Thursday, February 10th, 2022. If you want Friday Eve, you can call it Friday Eve if you want. Most people don't care. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Thank you. Uh, if you, if you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Uh, and tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. This story about Trump violating the Presidential Records Act just keeps getting bigger and juicier. Uh, I'll just say, speaking of bigger and juicy, juicier, I'll just say, when the Oval Office toilet was overflowing, it wasn't just from those McDonald's burgers Trump was eating. I'll just say that. Uh, The National Archives has asked the Department of Justice to investigate Trump's handling of White House records, according to a source familiar with the matter. The source said that uh, said the archives is seeking a review of whether Trump violated the Presidential Records Act, which requires that all records created by presidents be turned over to the National Archives at the end of the administrations and other possible violations, including the handling of classified information. And now there's word that some documents found at Mar-a-Lago may have been classified. I I mean, who knows? Those letters from Kim, Kim Jong-un, those love letters from Kim Jong-un may have been classified documents. You know? They were buddies. Buddies with North Korea, the one that's firing missiles every other day. Mishandling of classified records is a serious offense. It is not clear if the Justice Department will launch a formal investigation. The Justice Department declined to comment. In a statement yesterday, the archive said, we do not comment on potential or ongoing investigations. Today, Trump denied that he had flushed documents when he served in the White House. Trump said in a statement, another fake story that I flushed papers and documents down a White House toilet is categorically untrue and simply made up by a reporter in order to get public publicity uh, for a mostly fictitious book. The The detail of flushing documents comes from New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman's forthcoming book, Confidence Man. Uh, Haberman tweeted, here, uh, this is what she tweeted yesterday that that got everybody riled up. Here's some reporting from the book's later years. White House resident staff periodically found papers had clogged a toilet, leaving staff believing Trump had flushed material he'd ripped into pieces. Anyway, I guess... I guess we'll have to investigate his toilet. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. <clears throat> and, and speaking of toilets and flushing, what a piece of crapo. Yeah, I said crapo. Uh, not Bernie, of course. Senator Sanders is awesome. Uh, Senator Sanders yesterday tried to force a vote on legislation that would slash prescription drug prices. A Republican senator with a very unfortunate name, um, Senator Republican Senator Mike Crapo of Idaho, blocked 
the Burns effort to fast-track the new bill as the pharmaceutical industry rushes to hike cost in the new year. Uh, from what I understand, uh, um, 54% of the... Was it 54%? No. I think it's, I think it's like 90%. A lot of drugs. Oh, okay, 54% of drugs are being hiked uh, above a cost of living uh, in the last year or, or, or recently. And about 90% of them or something were uh, brand name drugs. So uh, anyway... Uh, I, I read it briefly this morning. I, I, I don't know if those numbers are exact. Don't hold me to it. Uh, Sanders, chair of the Senate Budget Committee, requested unanimous consent to proceed to debate and a vote on the Cutting Medicare Prescription Drug Prices in Half Act, a measure he introduced earlier uh, yesterday alongside uh, with Senator Amy Klobuchar. Um, if passed... The bill would bring the prices of drugs covered by Medicare into line with what the Department of Veteran Affairs uh, or the federal supply schedule pay for the same medications. Oh, that's what the 54% came from. Um, drugs at the VA are 54% less expensive than uh, uh, what, they, what, el- what uh, they are elsewhere through the government. And uh, Senator Sanders wanted to fix that. But Crapo, a major recipient of pharmaceutical and insurance industry donations, objected to Sanders' request to advance the legislation, claiming it would usher in more bureaucracy. No, it'll stop the cash cow from paying you to block legislation. So, the obstructionism continues by Republicans, just so you know. Uh, Moving on. Uh, The Biden administration this week rolled out a plan to allocate $5 billion to states to fund electric vehicle chargers over five years in a bipartisan infrastructure package that includes $7.5 billion to build a sprawling network of EV charging stations across the country. Uh, The Biden administration has touted EVs as more affordable for Americans than gas-powered cars and has pledged that half the vehicles sold in the U.S., will be electric or plug-in hybrids by 2030. I, I think it, it's, if you're including plug-in hybrids, I, I think there's a, a high percentage of them right now, right? Anyway, uh, senior officials said during a press briefing yesterday, the new guidance will help states build a network of EV charging stations along designated alternative fuel, fuel cor- corridors on the national highway system. Under the plan, entitled the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program, states must submit their EV infrastructure deployment plans to the Joint Office of Energy and Transportation by August 1. The Federal Highway Administration will approve eligible plans by September 30th. Uh, Transportation Secretary uh, Pete Buttigieg and Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm are set to give remarks in D.C. today about the guidance. Uh, The administration has previously proposed an EV incentive package that would uh, allocate additional money for consumers who bought electric vehicles built by unionized workers. You remember, we talked about that. 
the administration has also uh, committed to replace its federal fleet of 600,000 cars and trucks by electric power. Uh, 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 to change them to electric power by 2035. As you know, because we talked about it, Manchin blocked the propo- uh, proposal uh, because uh, for 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 uh, uh, getting getting uh, discounts for electric cars that were made by union workers uh, because the electric car manufacturing plants in West Virginia, his state, are non-union. And would not qualify for the discounts. So he blocked it. What a douche, right? And then there's this next story about fleets. Because the U.S. wants to change all his fleets. The quasi-governmental agency, the post office, is one of them. We just talked about DeJoy yesterday. And a few months ago, we, we, uh, you and I, we, had a, we talked about a story about him getting a contract for gas postal vehicles when the government was trying to electrify, electrify the fleet, right? But how did he do that? At issue is the Postal Service's uh, multi-billion dollar contract with the Wisconsin-based company Oshkosh Defense, which the mail agency has tapped to produce its next-generation delivery vehicle fleet of up to 165,000 new trucks starting in 2023. The agreement with Oshkosh Defense currently includes an initial order of just 5,000 electric trucks, an extremely small fraction of the total fleet. There was another company that was trying to get in on the contract that was going to supply all electric vehicles. Do you remember this story? Can you think back to this story? I, I didn't look it up. I, you know, I need a database so I can look up this stuff <laughs> that I've talked about. Anyway, DeJoy said that the order of a largely gas-powered delivery fleet was fiscally irresponsible, uh, I'm sorry, was fiscally responsible uh, decision because of the USPS finances that we talked about yesterday that have been changed now. And, and argued that an all-electric fleet would be too costly. Even though changing to these gas-powered, he proposed changing these gas-powered cars at a future date to electric, which costs more than actually ordering them electric. <laughs> what an idiot. The joy. I, oh, man, I can't wait till he's gone. As Motherboard's Aaron Gorder, uh, Gordon reported Tuesday, according to the Postal Service's environmental review of the procurement, the new gas delivery trucks have a curb weight of 5,560 pounds and a payload of 2,941 pounds for a combined vehicle weight of 8,501 pounds. 2,941 pounds? What an odd number. Huh. I wonder why they chose that number. (laughs) That is almost uh, doable. Uh, The weight of uh, the the current uh, USPS delivery vehicle. Uh, uh, The USPS and Oshkoff Defense, the manufacturer, came to calculate the payload of 2,941 pounds Instead of 2,940, it was an incredibly important pound. If the truck's total weight were 8,500 instead of 8,501 pounds, 
if the trucks had a gross vehicle weight of just one pound less, the delivery fleet would almost certainly have to be electric to meet the EPA's new fuel efficiency standards. Oh, no. Are you telling me that they added a pound? And I'm sure it wasn't adding a pound. I'm sure they said, oh, well, it's probably 2,900 pounds. Uh, let's add 41 more or something like that. Are you telling me they added a pound so they could get away with, with getting a contract for gas vehicles? Are you kidding me? Did the manufacturer and Louis DeJoy conspire to lie about the weight by one pound to justify this contract? This was an obvious intentional effort to skirt environmental regulations. This is insane. This is insane. I can't believe this is happening. If you are, obviously, if you're in a Republican district, you can't go to your congressman about that. But if you're in a Democratic district, district, you can go to your congressman and say, hey, I want an investigation into DeJoy and the weights of these vehicles. What happened here? This is what you should be doing today. This is your homework for today. Moving on. It's funny how uh, Republicans always name or uh, they name things or they back things uh, with freedom in the name. Right? <laughs> because, because we're apparently free in the United States. We're not free. Uh, let me tell you. We've, we haven't been free in uh, forever. We've never been free. Uh, you're not free to do everything. You're free to do some things, but you're not free to do everything. Do you remember the Freedom Fries thing? 2003. The GOP chairman of the Committee on House Administration, Bob Ney, renamed the French Fries menu item uh, in three congressional cafes to Freedom Fries. Do you remember this? Back under the Bush administration? Yeah. The political renaming occurred in the context of France's opposition to the proposed invasion of Iraq. We know how that turned out. The invasion of Iraq? <clears throat> anyway, after Ney's resignation as chairman in 2006, uh, the change in congressional cafeterias was reverted to just French fries. <laughs> First of all, the term French fries is an American term. That was created because Americans were too stupid to be able to pronounce julienne fries. Uh, oh, hey, um, Bob, uh, give me some of them, uh, um, Julia, um, uh, Ju uh, Julia, uh, uh, um, you know, those French fries. <laughs> That's what happened. That's how the French fries got the name. Uh, so now it's the Freedom Convoy. These are these trucks. These truckers. Not only is the this uh, freedom convoy that Republicans are backing, and some Democrats, uh, um, these protests still happening in Canada. Trucks blocking everything, including routes in and out of the U.S., uh, streets around uh, the capital there in Canada. Uh, Ottawa? Is it Ottawa? Uh, uh, but its influence... <clears throat> has also reached across the border with officials warning that a trucker convoy could disrupt the Super Bowl this weekend near Los Angeles before making its way to uh, Washington, D.C. The uh, warning was issued uh, in a Department of Homeland Security bulletin. Honestly, you and I know 
these restrictions are ending anyway. Uh, we're on the tail end of them. These are people picking now for this 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 uh, f- these freedom truckers. Uh, these are people picking now because they can claim they ended the restrictions when in reality they had nothing to do with it. The restrictions are going to be ending right now anyway. They have nothing to do with this. So now they're coming to Los Angeles to snarl traffic. Let me tell you. I got news for you. You know what we call that in L.A.? Snarl traffic? That's just a typical Sunday. You're not doing anything special. A typical Sunday around the stadium where the Super Bowl is happening. You think you can make it worse? Impossible. You could not possibly make it worse. I already know it's going to be gridlock. We, we knew, we've known this for weeks in L.A. <laughs> and you know what? If you want to start your freedom convoy at, uh, oh, what is it called now? Uh, um, uh, uh, not, not, um, not Bitcoin Stadium. What is it called now? You, <laughs> whatever it's called. If you want to call it, uh, uh, start your convoy at where they're having the Super Bowl. Your convoy is going nowhere fast. It'll never make it to D.C. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, moving on. Well, we briefly touched on a story a while ago about Hertz. Uh, hurting people. Hertz hurting people. Uh, arresting people for Grand Theft Auto after they had returned their cars. One guy was arrested when he had never rented a car from Hertz in his life, right? Anyway, all due to shoddy record keeping, apparently. Uh, but that was hard to tell because Hertz had been blocking release of those records. In various documents filed in federal court in Wilmington, Delaware, the car renter demanded that data on how many theft reports it files every year be blocked out of court papers to prevent rivals from using the information to tarnish Hertz uh, Hertz's uh, reputation. Guess what? Right now, your reputation can't get any worse, Hertz. I mean, everybody knows uh, what you've done. The U.S. trustee, which monitors bankruptcies for the Justice Department, C- uh, CBS News and, and advocates for people suing Hertz for false arrest argued that the information should be made public. Uh, uh, U.S. bankruptcy judge uh, Mary Walroth sided with advocates, cited, not cited, cited with advocates for 220 people suing Hertz who argued more details about Hertz's uh, inter- internal anti-theft program should be made public. Uh, bankruptcy protects from some creditors, but maybe not in this case. Those who claim Hertz had them wrongly arrested, arrested have filed claims in bankruptcy court demanding to be paid like other creditors of the company. Uh, Walworth, the judge, oversaw Hertz's Chapter 11 reorganization, which ended last year, uh, with a plan to pay creditors in full. The false arrest claims could cost Hertz 
hundreds of millions of dollars, according to advocates for those suing the company. And you know what? They deserve it. They deserve it. And I will not. Um, I've been, hey, let me tell you, I've been arrested falsely for something that I didn't do. And in fact, it was auto theft. If you think I'm going to rent from Hertz, you better forget it. No way in the world will I ever rent from Hertz. Moving on. Olympic figure skating sensation, Kamala Valieva, according to recent reports, tested positive for a banned substance delaying, which it was delayed Tuesday's medal ceremony for the team event where the Russian Olympic Committee won gold. Uh, second place in the silver position was the U.S. That, that's probably going to mean the U.S. is going to get the gold here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Russia is already under scrutiny for doping their Olympians. Uh, they have been since the last Olympics. Uh, 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 Kamala. Va uh, Kamala Valieva is only 15 years old and tested positive for tritazidine, a metabolic drug that helps prevent angina attacks and treats vertigo. The test sample in question was taken sometime in December. Trimetazidine is banned by the World Anti-Doping Agency because it can help endurance and increase blood flow efficiency, both of which could help a figure skater uh, do, what, do her job, I suppose. IOC spokesman Mark Adams told reporters during a daily briefing yesterday that the issue required legal consultation with the governing body of skating. Uh, since, since she, okay, since she's only 15, different rules apply. Apply. The IOC cannot legally release any information about her, so so it's a little bit of a sticky uh, uh, situation. It may end up that she can no longer uh, uh, finish the Olympics. There's several other things that she's supposed to be participating in, so we probably should hear about it uh, before the weekend's over. I would think. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We might have an extra gold there. And uh, we did have one uh, one gold medal uh, win uh, winner in uh, um, uh, one guy. I, I don't know his name because I don't watch the Olympics. I don't really care about any sport. Uh, one guy did win a gold in figure skating. Anyway, uh, he was... Uh, he was figure skating to... I can tell you this. He was figure skating to um, Elton John's... Rocket Man. Okay, if that helps you figure out who he was that got the gold. So, I'm just curious. Have you ever gotten out of a sliding glass door, shower, and bumped your head? I have. Uh, especially in a place I'm not familiar with, you know, like a hotel or an Airbnb. Apparently, and sadly, that's how Bob Saget died. Uh, well, I don't know if he, if he bumped his head on a shower, but he bumped his head. Uh, Saget bumped the back of his head on something and thought nothing of it, then went to sleep. As he would have probably said, he woke up dead. And that's how Bob Saget died, sadly. Uh, that's according to the uh, coroner report. Uh, no drugs were involved. No, nothing was involved. No alcohol was involved. He just made a mistake and he didn't go to the hospital after he bumped his head, which uh, should be a warning to all of us, I suppose. You bump your head go to the hospital uh moving on finally to the trailer uh for jurassic world dominion uh, jurassic world dominion is the name of the movie 
has dropped. And yes, Chris Pratt is in it. Jeff Goldblum is in it. And he's my favorite. But also Sam Neill. I, Sam Neill, he's in it. I, I love Sam Neill. He's awesome. And Laura Dern is in it. They are all in it. So you're going to enjoy yourself. And I'm looking forward to it. That's it. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Thursday, February 10th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. It's so nice of you to come every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, bring some with you today or tomorrow if you can. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe argue with me on Twitter. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.